Hey, good morning, team. Good morning, crew. Uh, looks like we might have another little issue with the tech here today. I'm just refreshing. Uh, let me know. I think some of you are dialed in from the uh, Facebook group, the men, the uh, the open page, but uh, it doesn't look like the mentoring groups, passionate property investors, uh, the private groups are online this morning. So, but we might have a bit of a smaller crew this morning. But uh, good morning to you guys. Morning, James and Stephen and Sean, Graham, Margaret, Nick, Maria, Rodney, Sean. Good to see all of you guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Well, um, it's uh, it's wonderful Wednesday today, and I thought we would uh, we would kick off today talking about um, the cost of owning some real estate. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, as we do, as I always do, we do some little. Uh, uh, quantity, <laughs> quality, not quantity. Exactly, Nick, exactly. Nah, all good, mate, all good. Well, uh, if you're new, maybe one or two of you are, or if you're dropping by, you're, you're sort of finding out uh, about us just new, then uh, say hello in the chat. Jason Witten's my name. Been property investing uh, over 20 years, coaching property investors across Australia and New Zealand over 18 years also. So um, along the way, paid attention. And uh, along with my business partner, Sam Saggers. Uh, we've done a few deals and uh, learned a few things. And each morning, get together with you guys, have a little wealth coffee chat about the idea of investing in real estate. So um, if that's you, if you're dropping by and saying hello, leave us a little comment in the chat. Uh, love to hear from you, where you're from. Uh, that'd be wonderful. Got a couple of sayings around here. Two sayings, buy well, never sell. This conversation we have is about medium to long-term property investing, uh, owning these properties for the future so you can create income and wealth into your future. We are not here for buy and sell. That's not what we do. We we don't trade. Uh, We're not in the development space. We're talking about owning and buying uh, good quality real estate that's going to create some wonderful wealth for you in the future. So if you like that idea, hang around. Fantastic. Hey, good morning, Simon. And uh, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint, is the other saying we have around here. It takes time, folks. If you're looking for get rich quick, uh, move on. This is not for you. Property investing is not for you. Uh, property investing takes time. Uh, and even in the last couple of years, it seems that we've all had some, you know, some quick, short gains. That's rubbish. That's a that's a poor way to look at it. This is just a market part of a market cycle, which is very normal. Uh, what's causing it um, is multi. There's multitudes of things, but you know, the longer you own a piece of real estate, the better off you're going to be. So that's. Uh, that's the gist around here. So good to see all of you guys on. We've got Dean, we've got Alison, uh, Adrian. Thanks for joining us, team. So yeah, um, it's interesting. Right now, right now, uh, it is actually cheaper cash flow wise to own uh, a piece of real estate, or the same cost to own a piece of real estate as it was in two thousand and one. I think uh, I think the, the the stats are so. Um, oh, Kevin, all the way from Florida. Good to see you, mate. Happy New Year to you. 
Tell me why, folks. Tell me right now what Chuck in the in the chat there. Let me know why. What's the what's the main thing right now? Even though we've got you know uh, capital growth, the value, the prices of properties have gone up. What's going on? Why is it cheaper to own a piece of real estate in two thousand and twenty two? Cheaper than uh, in twenty twenty one? Boom! Money's cheap to borrow. Interest rates are so low. Dead right, Nigel. So, you know, let's talk about that and let's talk about what that might mean as property investors as we roll into the fabulous 2022 and beyond Um, because, you know, I always like to sort of talk about where we've got ourselves positioned. You know, let's call this 2022 and uh, into the future, you know, what's the – what's the – um, idea, the strategy, the concepts about what we think might drive value, what we think might drive rents, et cetera, et cetera, as we're going along. So, you know, right now, interest rates are low. I think they're going to go up a bit, but I don't think they're going to go up too far. And the call, I reckon there would be 3 to 4%, you know, from down here, maybe 25 at the moment, okay? So let's talk about what that looks like into the future and, um, you know, right now in this next 2023, 2024 section of the marketplace, and it's a bit of a common theme this week, but I'm sort of coming at it from a few different angles. What's going to happen? What's going to drive that uh, and have a bit of a look at where we are? Now, if you look at this, the household debt repayments, um, little chart that pops out. Now, uh, statisticians love to carve up bits of information in certain different ways, but if you have a look at sort of 2001-ish, okay, around here somewhere, 2001-ish, the ratio uh, of uh, disposable income for a mortgage back in 2001, um, you know, is uh, is the same at this point in time, this is late 2021, um, is the same or as low as it was in 2001. And it's really hard to get your head around sometimes when you think, um, you know, what was the median house price back in 2001? You look across the whole country, it was probably about 400 to 500 or something like that, even lower in some places. How could it? What what was going on? How why was it so expensive, um, or why did it cost so much as a ratio of disposable income? Two reasons, team. Two reasons why in two thousand and one that was so uh, low, or it, the ratio was so low. So, what are those two reasons? Just give me a quick shout out in the chat right now if you think so. Number one. It's the opposite of today, right? Opposite opposite of today. Number one, um, there was uh, interest rates were high or higher. So interest rates were higher, okay? Um, but uh, GFC, but there, there's something that happens before the GFC, Hardik, as we roll in. Interest rates were higher. But what was lower back then? Folks, what was lower back then? And we had a massive increase from about 2003 to about 2009 um, of, of something, uh, if anyone can remember. So what happened? Morning, 
as we're going along. Morning, Hardik and Melinda and Chris. What was higher back in oh, – what was lower? Interest rates were higher, but what was lower back then? Um, uh, rents, immigration. Um, yeah, rents were actually as a percentage. Nigel, you, you're right, actually. that was That's a good one. However, um, what was lower, team – hey, morning, uh, Manu, is that right? Um, yeah, fog was lower. Alison, <laughs> you only got seven grand. Hey, wages were, were lower, team. So wages were lower. Interest rates were higher. So uh, if you guys remember, who remembers the GFC? Um, well, the, before the GFC, the mining boom. Who remembers the mining boom? Who remembers when, you know, a desk Johnny um, or Jane uh, quit their job and drove trucks and, and earned $150,000 a year. Anyone remember that one? The, the mining boom was crazy, right? So wages increased significantly significantly for, for a number of years, and then actually wages were stagnant and have been stagnant for a long time, okay? Wages were very low um, uh, in history, obviously, as a, as a dollar, and, and, they, and they rose. So... You know, if we overlay that, if we if we think about where we are now, and we'll we'll tie this into, um, we'll tie this into um, property investing and some decisions a bit later on. If we look at this here, I found this this chart. You know, we're at, you know, low low, you know, twos and threes when it comes to interest rates right now, twenty twenty two. Hopefully, you can see that three year fixed rates, uh, and. Check this out. In 2008, you know, some of those interest rates got up to 9%. 9%. I, I remember having um, an 11% loan at that point in time uh, and prior to that as well. Um, uh, but those interest rates were, you know, 7s, 8s, 9s, folks, uh, way back then. So we had lower wages. We had higher interest rates, right? So the the fundamental, the underlying hard cost of owning a piece of real estate has has gone down, systematically gone down year on year on year on year on year, pretty well since it's high in 2000 and late 8, 2009, okay? So that's where we find ourselves right now. If you look at, you know, the proportion of wages, you kind of like draw this kind of line in the sand here. It's kind of a little bit over, but, you know, there you go. It, it, it lines up, team, where we have a look at the percentage of disposable income to the interest rates, and some would say it might be inversely proportional. Um, there you go. So Sean's saying, yeah, I was 9%. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nigel, you're dead right. And that's part of my conversation today, Nigel. Um because you know we've had a few um, uh, a few people maybe you're one of them, Nigel that that was disappointed uh, in COVID and bits and pieces or in the last few years that rents might have even might have gone dead flat or even compressed went down but when you did the math when you did the math on your interest rate you're actually ahead so part of my conversation today is like, you know, the median house price or your house price values aren't the only numbers to uh, to analyze and think about as we move forward as investors, all right? We've got to know about our house price numbers 
We've got to know about the cost of ownership, the primary the primary cost is our interest rate, our cost of interest, and we've got to know about our rents and what's going to happen as we go. And uh, like Nigel just said there in the chat, folks, check that one out. You know, um, he his rents um, reduced a little, but because the interest rate went down, he was better off cash-wise. Um, so where do we find ourselves now? This is nothing new, by the way, folks. Check this out. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Uh, why... Why can't young couples buy homes? Tens of thousands of Australian couples, many of the children are desperately in need of homes. Um, now, that's an article. I don't know if you can see this. That's an article here from 1963. Uh, <laughs> 11th of August, 1963. We've never had, we've never had, um, this, is, this is nothing new, this property thing. Personally, just listen in for a second, folks. I think Australia's obsession with real estate is unhealthy economically. I do, even though I'm benefiting from it. So are you and many others. Uh, we, we, we need to get better at business in Australia. Anyway, that's my 30-second rant. Uh, I'm going to have one of those rants with Andy Fenton sometime soon. We'll be kicking off Wealth, uh, wealth Wine and Wisdom uh, in a couple of weeks' time, folks, just so you know, just letting you know. So let's have a look at this. Um, it's It's been... It's been, it's nothing new, this expensive to buy. Well, people can't afford it. But what's going on? What does that mean to us when it comes to uh, our decisions? Uh, news recycling is best. Exactly, Stephen. They just pull a, they pull a headline from, you know, years ago. They don't have to make up any new headlines. <laughs> yeah. As they're going along. So what does it mean? Right now, if you have a look at some other stats, which is interesting, which is leading to sort of today's sort of maybe conclusion or, or, or thought to leave us all with, is that the proportion of a uh, household income to service a new mortgage is still quite low. If you have a look at those highs over here, you know, we're still low. If you look at kind of, you know, draw a line in the middle, we've still got some room for compression. Have a look at that, team. Like, the marketplace could handle up to about 45, 50%. So when we're talking about, you know, what's happened in the past, where's this kind of like market ceiling when it comes to the ability for the market to sustain a certain percentage of its income put towards towards, uh, house ownership, okay, okay? then there's still some gap, there's still some margin in here for a bit of growth in the future, okay? So it depends, that gap might close if interest rates go up, um, but again, uh, that gap might increase if uh, wages go up, and, and that's what's happening right now. The government's pushing for jobs, pushing for stuff, and we'll see if that happens. That's one of the ones that uh, um, where going to have to keep an eye on. Right now, though, which is very interesting, is house rents are going spastic. (laughs) And you can see, actually, uh, as a percentage of of income required, you can see that it's actually been quite low for quite a while. And there is room. And here's what I'm saying, team. There is room... Or from historic percentages of people's wages 
for things to go up. The houses have just boom, straight up. All right, really quick. What is in the cards right now? Now, the apartment statistics have been held back by um, very, uh, like, lots of un, uh, you know, undesirable apartments in CBD locations. You guys know this, apartments in C- CBD locations don't work as, a, as an investment in our strategies. But anyway, uh, that's another chat for another time. We've got room. We've got margin. Uh, we've got a lot of margin for rents to increase, okay? Rents to increase, okay? Um, we've got a lot of margins for rents to increase, and we've got a bit of margin for property prices to increase if interest rates don't go up too much. So we've still got growth. We've still got possible uh, economic capacity for growth into the future. Let me know in the chat if that's making sense, team. There's still, if we look at history and what people would pay in the past, there's actually, there's, there's gap, there's margin, there's, there's, there's opportunity, uh, there's flexibility, there's compression in that gap. We can, we can look into the future and go, well, it's, it's, we're not entering new territory. We're still, we're just making up old territory that we've been there before. So uh, I like to, like to see that in my mind as we go as a property investor. And last but not least, you know, have a look at this right now. Yesterday, I talked about um, two hundred thousand reasons. Tell me in the chat right now if you if you if you dialed in yesterday, what are the two hundred thousand reasons coming in the next twelve to eighteen months that we should be excited about our rents? Um, tell me that one in the chat. What, what's what's going to happen? Um, bah, 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 waiting, but anyway, I'm sure some of you are typing. Quickly with, yep, immigration, Chris, immigration. 200,000 visas lined up um, to come into the country. And uh, let me remind us and our sales team, the the majority of those people will be seeking to rent first, okay? They will be seeking to rent first, just so you know. Uh, Probably not buy because it's a bit difficult when you first enter the country to get a loan and whatever. So just imagine that. Maybe for the first six to 12 months, those people, by June, um, they've opened it up. I saw an article, I think I showed you guys yesterday, the 21st of February. It's on like Donkey Kong. Um, We've got a spammer in the midst here, team. Don't know how to do this. I don't block. There we go. Boom. <laughs> you, you we get a few spammers in on YouTube. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, I blocked them. That was good. Uh, oh, Michelle, there you are. All good. So, all right, let's let's wrap it up. Um, the cost of owning a piece of real estate is still quite low compared to what it was a long time ago. So, the and the margins, the percentages, team. There's gap. There's there's opportunity in growth there. Certainly, opportunity in rents to go up. Um, significantly, certainly in the apartment space. I think that's going to work uh, really well. Also, the growth, the potential margin growth team um, in historic values, if you have a look at, you know, apartment level as well, we've got good opportunity for growth in the apartment space. Now, that's happening already. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about, I've got a really good talk lined up for tomorrow about 
this absolute rubbish where uneducated, unsophisticated people say, oh, apartments don't grow and only houses do. What an absolute bunch of trash. Um, rubbish properties anywhere, uh, whether they're apartments, townhouses or houses, um, you know, uh, are not great. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Okay, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I love all of them. I love apartments. I love townhouses. I love houses. I invest in all of them. Um, but people telling you this happens or that happens and it's uh, it's it's absolute it's complete rubbish. Anyway, I'm rubbing on now. Hopefully that was um, hopefully that was useful today. The point is we've got a lot of room for rental growth and uh, hold on to your hats, folks, because we've got two hundred thousand people coming and it's going to be uh, good for us as we roll. So um, cost of living uh, going up. Yeah, there's there's a bit of inflation things to look out for, Matt, for sure. We'll see if that um, hangs around, right? We'll see if that hangs around uh, after the supply chain uh, challenges get back to, you know, their capacities, right? There's, there's a bit of argy-bargy over this next year or two. Um, but, you know... People want their things and we'll get back to, to, to getting people things fast and furiously and, and all of those things. It's that, that stuff, you know, we, we'll see what hangs around for real and uh, what doesn't. And if you want to know a bit more, anyone who's in mentoring, we had Dr. Andrew Wilson, property economist, talk about things like inflation and other things too, Matt. So uh, make sure you reach out to your coach and get a copy of that recording, folks. It's awesome. And Dr. Andrew Wilson, just he just cuts through all the bullshit and gets to the facts of things anyway. Um, so there you go. Hopefully uh, that made sense today. Thought we'd do a little bit of one on that. Um, and then, yeah, join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat around about the same time, 8, 10 my time, 9, 10 somewhere else. And um, let's, see, uh, let's see how we go tomorrow. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. You guys be good, be well. Uh, bye-bye. Hopefully I can get my other thing working tomorrow. I don't know what's going on. All right, bye-bye.